Hello and welcome to the Balance with Brit podcast. My name is Brittany Nicholson and I am a registered holistic nutritionist and personal trainer. In this podcast, we're going to explore all topics related to holistic health and wellness and realistic nutrition for real people. It's all about balance. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Brit podcast. I am, of course, your host, Brit, and I am so excited you are here for another episode. This week, we have a solo episode with just me, and I'm chatting about one of my favorite topics. And we're going to dive into that in just a second. But first, I wanted to say thank you for being so understanding as I took uh, a week off from the podcast last week. It's been an insanely busy period of life over here, and I'm working to find a balance with everything and having that little bit of flexibility and not having the podcast go last week really made a world of difference. And I'm so happy to be coming back uh, feeling refreshed this week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And I hope that you're having an amazing start to your week. I know that the weather is absolutely sunny and gorgeous and I can't ask for anything more. Um, Other than maybe a really fun conversation about poop. What do you think? (laughs) because that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk all about this taboo topic that we don't really talk enough about unless you listen to my podcast because we talk a lot about poop on here or if you're a friend, client or family member because again, talk a lot about poop. And I think it's important because even though it is such a taboo topic, it's It's something that can give us a lot of information about our health story. And if you're not taking a look in the toilet bowl, you have no idea what what that health story is. Um, So, you know, I always say you're only as healthy as the food that you digest. You could be eating kale and veggies and greens and fruit until you're blue in the face. But if you're pooping out whole peppers, then you're not absorbing the nutrients from these foods. So your digestive health really is essential for a healthy foundation. And our poop can really give us a lot of information about how well the digestive system is functioning. And if you experience symptoms like fatigue, hormone imbalance, anxiety, depression, um, and the list goes on, you know, we can link a lot of these things to our digestive system. So let's talk today about five qualities to pay attention to in your bowel movements, as well as six simple lifestyle hacks for improving those bowel movements and Um, for a good place to start for improving those bowel movements. So let's get started first onto our list of things to pay attention to in our poops. Number one is color. We really do need to pay attention to the color of our poop. And we're aiming for poop that's brown in color, which might be obvious, but 
It might not be at the same time. So that brown color signifies healthy breakdown of bile and bilirubin. Um, but there are some other shades that you might notice in your bowel movements. Um, so brown is ideal. Other shades like green might indicate that you've had a lot of leafy greens in your diet lately or that food is moving too quickly through the digestive system. Uh, that indicates that that bile isn't being broken down. Now, black is another color that we need to be aware of. Now, there's two reasons you might notice black bowel movements. One could be related to certain medications you're taking. Two could be related to bleeding in the upper gastrointestinal tract, which means basically that that blood has been digested and that's why it's black. So it's definitely something you want to pay attention to if you're noticing that consistently and you're not taking medications that would contribute to that. And red if you see red don't panic right away it could simply be because you ate some beets beets are a great way of identifying how quickly food is moving through the gastrointestinal tract eat a you know a serving of beets and see how long it takes for your poop to turn a purple or red color and that is an indication of how quickly food is moving through the gi tract um, which ideally is going to be 18 to 24 hours later. Um, if it's not related to something that you ate, um, it could be related to bleeding or hemorrhoids. And again, you want to pay, pay attention to that. And finally, a clay-like color is one to pay attention to, which might be an indication of a blocked bile duct or issues with your liver's bile production. Um, could be an indication of, you know, fat not being digested super well. So that's definitely one that we want to pay attention to. So that's the nitty gritty on the color of our poop. Who would have thought we would go into such an in-depth conversation about that? But we went there. Now let's talk about the shape and size of our bowel movements. Now we're really aiming for a, I want to say, foot long floater, more or less. So our poop should resemble a smooth log, um, which is a great reflection of a healthy digestive process. What we don't ideally want to see is um, small rabbit-like pellets or narrow pencil-like poops or poops that end up kind of on the the looser diarrhea side. Um, the the pencil-like poops and the rabbit-like pellets are an indication of constipation uh, and meaning that, you know, that bowel movement is sitting in the bowels longer than it needs to. And the thin bowel movements that are... Um, more watery in nature, it's an indication that we haven't really taken the time to absorb all the nutrients out of that waste matter before it's it's released from the body. So we're really looking for that sausage-like shape. And if we're looking at the um, the Bristol stool chart, give it a quick Google. It stands, it's spelled B-R-I-S-T-O-L. And we're looking for a three to a four on the Bristol stool chart. Now, this is a scale that goes from one to seven um, on the consistency, size, and shape of your bowel movements. And we're looking for right in the middle at the three, four mark. Um, so take a look at that and see where you're falling and we'll talk about different ways we can improve that number if you need to as well. 
Okay, so we are moving on. We've covered color. We've covered size and shape. Now, frequency. This is a short conversation because we ideally have that magic number between one and three bowel movements per day. And that might sound like a lot to some of you, especially if you're pooping every other day, every three days, some people even once a week. And for some people, that might seem like not a lot if you're pooping seven or eight times a day because you have IBS and you have these emergency bowel movements more often than you would like. So it's important to note that as long as we're going every day, that's ideal. You can be going every day and if they're hard, thin or difficult to pass, still fall on the constipation side. Um, ideally, we want those those bowel movements that are passing with ease, brown in color. They're sausage shaped um, and they're happening happening one to three times per day. Moving on to an interesting topic of floating versus sinking. Who would have thought that you should pay attention to the buoyancy of your poop? But it's actually a really valuable indicator of how effectively your body is digesting food. That sweet spot is a stool that doesn't float or sink. It kind of floats halfway through the bowl. Um, if your bowel movement is floating right on top, it looks greasy in nature and is a little extra stinky, that's an indication that we're not digesting fats as well as we maybe could. If our poop sinks straight to the bottom of the bowl, then that might be an indication that some nutrients in that bowel movement could have been absorbed and they weren't. So we're looking for kind of that sweet spot midway through the bowl. And finally, what we want to pay attention to is undigested food in our poop. Now, I said this before, we're only as healthy as the food we digest. If you see kale fully intact in your poop, we're not breaking it down. We're not getting the benefits of it. So look for that undigested food in your bowel movements. And um, if you're noticing them, we definitely want to put some more um, support into that upper GI tract where we're, you know, we're chewing, we're looking at stomach acid, we're looking at all those things in the upper GI to support the lower GI. Um, so undigested food, aside from, you know, corn is notorious for making an appearance. It's usually that outer coating of corn that you're seeing. Um, but if we're seeing a lot of undigested food in our stool, that might be a sign that, you know, you could work on adding some fuel to that digestive bonfire. One other thing that I actually didn't note, so I'm going to add a bonus on here, is transit time. Um, we touched on this very briefly, but the ideal transit time, so the time from consuming food to pooping it out, is 18 to 24 hours. So if you do that beat test and you eat that beat and you see it like 48 hours later, we're having, you know, there's... It's a slow transit time. We want to kind of work on shortening that. Um, or if food is moving too quickly through, again, you're not absorbing those nutrients as effectively as possible. Um, so that transit time is something to pay attention to. And that beat test is a really helpful one in identifying where you're falling on that scale. So you might be listening and you're like, Britt, one, this is a lot of talk about poop. <laughs> and if you're still here, you're not minding it. So thank you. Um, and you might be like, OK, what do I do? What can I do to improve my bowel movements? And I have got a list for you. And this is a it might sound like a basic list, but it's a really good place to start. Um, and. 
some of these things on this list might seem small, but I can tell you they add up 110% and try it. Try doing these for yourself. So number one, chew. Crazy, right? We want to chew our food to an applesauce-like consistency. Um, Properly chewing our food sets the stage for optimal digestion. Our stomach doesn't have teeth, so we need to mechanically break down that food in our mouth before it reaches the stomach. There's also some chemical digestion that happens in the mouth. And it's also the stage at which your brain is recognizing, okay, food is coming in. We should start producing stomach acid and we should set the stage for food to come in. Now, a lot of the time in the world that we live in, Things are super fast paced. We live in a fast paced world where we're hoovering lunch in front of our computer at work. We're eating in the car on the way to soccer practice. We are standing over the sink with a sandwich because we don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. And what you get is you're not chewing enough. And that is a real problem when it comes to perfecting those bowel movements. So my first thing I would say is to focus on chewing. And if that seems simple, think about it at your next meal. Are you getting that applesauce-like consistency? Or are you just so excited about what you're eating or you're eating in a rush that you're you're not chewing enough and you're, you're getting, um, you know, you're, you're eating a little too quickly? Secondly, um, we can start incorporating lemon water in our mornings. This is a bit of a cleansing habit that we can start our day with as long as you don't have severe gallstones or if it gives you heartburn or if you've been told to avoid lemon water for any reason. Um, But it's stimulating digestion and the liver and it's a really great hydrating start to your day and It's a a simple ritual that can act as a gentle cleanse supporting your digestive system. Even if it's not lemon water, maybe it's just water in general to start your day off on a hydrating note. Third, and I know I've talked about this many, many times, but I challenge you to create a peaceful environment for your meals and be mindful at mealtime. This can significantly impact how well you digest your food because of that mind-gut connection and the stress-digestion connection, which I know we've talked about on multiple episodes. And if you haven't heard me talk about this topic, then, you know, head on back to some of our previous episodes on it because the stress-digestion connection is strong. If we are stressed, if we are not paying attention to our meals, if we are upset or anxious, it's, it's definitely going to impact how well we're digesting our food. So set the stage for that peaceful environment and, um, you know, minimize stressful conversation around the mealtime, turn off the news and focus on connection. And all of those things can go a really long way in supporting a healthy bowel movement. Number four is prioritizing eating in nutrient-dense foods. Of course, you know, for digestion, we want a healthy gut lining. We want healthy parietal cells of the stomach. We want healthy gut bugs. Um, And all of these can come from whole foods. We need fiber. We need antioxidants. We need anti-inflammatory ingredients. And just getting a colorful array of whole foods, aiming for 30 or more plant foods in a week, is going to do you 
so well. <laughs> and if you find that, you know, it doesn't mean you need to have all of these things raw because some people who have digestive insufficiency don't do well with a lot of raw foods, have them cooked. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you need to eat a salad every day because that can be difficult to digest. So do a nice combination of raw and cook depending on where you are in your digestive health journey. Number five might surprise you, but it's your pooping posture. So when you're in the bathroom, using a squatty potty or a similar tool can help you achieve achieve that ideal position for easier and more effective elimination. You could even stack some books at the bottom of your toilet um, for that proper pooping posture. And so many of us just aren't sitting on the toilet in the right way to help to completely evacuate those bowels. And if you've tried all of these things and you're still not um, having those bowel movements that you're looking for, it's important to dig a little bit deeper. Um, You can work with someone like myself or get testing done through a naturopath to establish um, any dysbiosis or imbalance of good and bad bacteria, um, SIBO, candida, other microbial imbalances that might be going on that might be affecting your ability to have that perfect bowel movement. Um, And, you know, These are all really great places to start, but there's also a lot more to the journey. And sometimes that means working one on one with someone like myself or um, someone else that, you know, and love in this space um, to get a a more accurate picture of what's going on with you specifically. Um, Another really big one I see with my clients is is stress in general, stress levels. Even I know we talked about prioritizing peaceful mealtimes and mindfulness surrounding mealtime. But in general, we live in such a high stress world that I'm often incorporating stress supportive nutrients and um, stress supportive practices in general into my work with clients because it really goes a super, super, super long way in supporting those that healthy digestion, healthy bowel movements. And since we know that strong connection between our mind and our gut, not only can our gut impact our mind. So if we're eating a lot of processed foods, high sugar foods that are feeding those bad bacteria, that impacts the mind. Absolutely can contribute to feelings of anxiousness, irritability, brain fog. But the opposite is true too. Those really high periods of stress can have physical implications in our gut microbiome after just hours of that stress. So don't forget that. It's it's a bi-directional highway. And supporting our stress levels goes a long way. And, you know, by working with someone like myself or, again, someone else that you love, um, we can better decipher what is going on with your health picture and create a plan accordingly. So the final number six was digging deeper, Um, digging deeper into your poop story so you can, you know, figure out what is going on with you specifically. But one through five are all things you can do right now, Um, but not in a way that stresses you out because we don't need to add more stress in the form of our wellness routine. 
So there you have it. Your poop is an invaluable source of information about your overall health. And with these simple tips, you can work towards achieving a healthier gut, smoother digestion. And if you need some support on digging deeper, reach out. Click the show notes to fill out my coaching form. And I'm currently accepting some one-on-one clients. So I would love to see you and talk all about that poop with you. On that note, this is Britt signing off. I am wishing you a vibrant and happy gut, and I will see you here next week.